Games podcast for late September, almost October 2017. My name is Tom Chick, and my game of the week is not Total War War Hammer. Nice. This is Nick Diamond, and my game of the week is not Roller Coaster Tycoon Classic. Um, this is Jason McMaster, and my game of the week is not the original Guild Wars. Roller, Atari really desperately wants in on that old game nostalgia, don't they? They are just trying to get in at every <laughs> angle. Dude, they are in the zone. They, they want that pretty bad. It's thirsty. It's sad. <laughs> like they're laying siege. It's like they're Skaven. Oh, yes, oh. yes. Beautiful Skaven. <laughs> uh, Nick, so the Roller Coaster Tycoon Classic thing, I just got an announcement. Like it's, they're just trying to re-release... The original Roller Coaster Tycoon, is that what's going on? Uh, no, it's a little weird. So this is uh, – so around the same time that Roller Coaster Tycoon 4 came out, which was a mobile free-to-play microtransaction riddled game. Ew. There was a Roller Coaster Tycoon World, which mm-hmm. was a PC-exclusive game made with Unity by – I don't know, like five different studios that got right. fired one after the other. Um, but then there was also a roller tycoon, uh, roller coaster tycoon classic that was basically roller coaster tycoon one and two bundled together and then redone for a mobile interface. Ew. <laughs> So that is what is now out on Steam for PC. And uh, Frontier's uh, roller coaster game has pretty much obsoleted all of these. Is that the case? Uh, I, I yeah I I mean as far as I can tell the that roller coaster theme park tycoon kind of community of players have pretty much latched onto the Frontier game. Right. Right. And McMaster, you said Guild Wars is not your game of the week. Why are you hating on the original Guild Wars? I bet that holds up. Actually, it's really not bad, to be honest with you. Uh, I think it's a lot better than, for instance, what's that game that all the kids are obsessed with that came out a few years ago? It looks Overwatch? Like no. Uh, Dota 2? League of Legends? Oh, my God. What the hell are you... <laughs> mm. Lawbreakers. Rimworld? No, it's that one that looks like uh, Ultima Online, except worse. That everybody... RuneScape, there you go. (laughs) That's what I was looking for. That's it. Nick got it. Okay, so I didn't even know Guild Wars was still on. Is it really, McMaster? You could still go play Guild Wars 1. Yeah, I think you can, actually. There's nothing to that game, like, as far as the servers and stuff go, so... Yeah, why not? Yeah. What do you mean there's nothing? It's an online-only game. There's got to be something to it. Like, well, ArenaNet well, is still managing yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's still up. But right, you remember, that was the game that I was always, like, completely amazed by, technologically. Because because you download, like, a, a 15K <laughs> client, and then the game just streams to your computer, and you don't really notice. So I was always pretty impressed by that. 
Well, no, to be fair, it doesn't stream to your computer. It's downloading assets as you encounter them. It's not right. streaming so much as dynamically downloading. But yeah, that was a that was in the day. That was super cool. These days, right. stuff just streams. So who cares, right? Right. Yeah. So I mean, it's like I don't know. They they've always been really cool. Like their technology is really fantastic. Uh, you know, uh, that was the one thing that always like kind of super impressed me about that group. Um, Arena Net, well, not Arena Net, uh, the Guild Wars people in Arena Net. Uh, you know what I mean? Cause, like, Wait, I thought, I, I thought Arena Net and the Guild Wars people were synonymous. Oh, Arena Net's like published a bunch of crap, though. Like, Are you thinking of Nexon? Maybe it is Nexon. Maybe, maybe I've, uh, maybe that's not fair. I, I'm pretty sure Arena Net is the developer, and they've been doing Guild Wars all along. I could be mistaken on that. Let me, uh, let me look just real fast and see who this was. No, it's NCSoft is who I'm thinking. Oh, All right. nice. Right. Yeah, they were the publisher forever. Uh, yeah, I just see yeah, Auto Assault is the game that makes me want to kind of throw up every time I think about now it. Now that I can't go and play right now if I wanted to. I could go into oh. original Guild Wars. No Auto Assault, right? Dude, yeah, I don't – you don't – you wouldn't want that. What about, um, what about City of Heroes? Could I go play City of Heroes right now? <laughs> no, unfortunately. <laughs> I like City of Heroes too, man. That's a bummer. Uh, you know what I could go play, and I didn't realize this until I got a press release for it the other day. DC uh, Universe Online, or whatever. The DC why? Comics MMO. is to <laughs> Shut up. I have a character there. Is that still going? Yeah, apparently. Uh-huh. I mean, there's... There, I don't, they, Nick, here, let me put it this they way. They forgot to shut it off. I don't know if it's still going, but they're selling content for it still. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, that doesn't mean it's still going, technically. <laughs> I mean, listen, you know, there's a lot of people out there that backed uh, Star Citizen. So They did that weird thing where, and I didn't mind this, uh, comic book nerds like you two, it might have bothered you guys. They did it the weird have. thing in DC Universe Online where you're not playing the superheroes that everybody knows and loves, oh. like, uh, uh, I, which, I don't know, that Batman. Doesn't... That doesn't bother me, honestly. I'd, I'd rather not play the superheroes, the big ones, you know. But you you meet them and you adventure right. with them with your pre-made superhero, uh, and that runs counter to I think what a lot of people expected. So those people are off playing things like Marvel Heroes Online. Uh, yeah, some where you can be Wolverine and whatnot. Some kind of jackass Johnny Come Lately superheroes who you're playing. Okay, one of the weird ones was did, you, did either of you guys play Champions Online? Oh right, right. Yeah, of course. Bill so, um, <laughs> from Diablo did that one. Yeah, what reminds me of it is Tom when you said you know you meet all the famous DC heroes in right. DC Universe Online. They kind of did the same thing with Champions Online, where it was like, ha ha, here he is, the famous dude ch- guy that guy is. <laughs> This dude that apparently f- the four fans of Champions know really well. Oh, actual! They didn't invent them for the game. They're actual characters in the Champions right. universe. Right? Yeah, that's hilarious. So it was literally like you would bump into these characters, dude, and they yeah. treated it with all this gravitas. Like, oh, dude. look at this guy, yeah. and you're just uh, okay. <laughs> well, they're playing. Yeah. They're they're playing to the fan base, and you know, yeah, guys like us, we don't know what that is. Yeah. They're totally name dropping like champions characters. That's fantastic. <laughs> champions has been around forever as a role playing system, right? So, yeah. I, mean, I mean, there are people that know it. It's just mm, I'm going to attempt some serious nerd cred here, and I'm going to ask oh. a question that's going to make me seem super smart. Isn't oh. Champions the GURPS system? No. I, oh, <laughs> are you serious? Come on, it's not. No. 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 
No, what GURPS, am I thinking of? I GURPS thought there was a GURPS superheroes. Uh, I mean, there probably is a GURPS superhero. I name. thought I was totally going to impress okay. you guys by knowing that. Oh well. No, Champions ba- is based on the hero system. Yeah, yeah, hero. Uh, GURPS <laughs> has called uh, something called GURPS Supers. Yeah. Ew. It's not, Which, ew, okay. It's, yeah, yeah, dude, GURPS is literally it is the uh, uh, generic like Walmart brand. GURPS Supers sounds like something you'd get at a Seven oh. Eleven. It sounds like something that's like a nickname for a horrible like later stage of a syndrome. Oh, you've uh, got GURPS. He went into the GURPS Supers last night. We have to keep a twenty-four hour watch on him. <laughs> well, you know what? I can still play. Hmm. Guild Wars 2. That's true, but why? That's still running. Yeah, and that's got new content that that only Nick Diamond on this podcast has seen. McMaster and I are faffing about in an older season still trying to catch up. To be fair, I spent five minutes at the beginning of one of the Path of Fire quests, so I went to a place, and then I went back to season three. So Nick, you've 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 gotten your mount. You've seen the opening of Path of Fire. Without spoiling anything... Review for us the entirety of the yeah. Path of Fire DLC uh, add-on Path. for Gilders. Oh, um, I mean, you you get a mount. Well, there you I go. think that's the review right there. Five yeah. stars. You get a mount. <laughs> now, I would have thought that Guild Wars 2 didn't need mounts, but having played a lot in the last week or so, seeing people running around on mounts and realizing they're getting where they're going more quickly than I am, I kind of feel like, oh, maybe it does need mounts. Yeah, it's upsetting. Yeah, so it's weird. It, it's weird and cool the way they implemented the well, at least the the first mount that you get, the first mount that you unlock uh, when you go through the skill or the the story. Um, it, the way they've done it, you you know, you jump on it and you kind of ride it, but they've kind of put physics into it, so you slide to a stop. And you like can almost that. do like, yeah, you can almost do like, uh, like kind of drifting turns as you get going <laughs> on it. You know what that's making me think of, Nick? And I'm, I'd be curious if you would, if you think there's any similarity here. That makes me think of games that try to do horse physics, like Red yes. Dead Redemption and and The Witcher. Yes. Yes. It, it, and the, it, I, those are gratifying. Like those can be annoying to some people, but I find that it's gratifying feeling like, yeah, there's an actual creature underneath me that I'm trying to control, and it's not just walking faster. Right, right. and it, it helps that you know, unlike those other games, like your mount in Guild Wars Two has attacks and powers that you can use, and each one, I think there's four different ones you can get as you go through the story. Each one has a different. Uh, like specific movement ability that sort of unlocks new areas in the story. Now, I have a question. I'm glad to hear that you can do attacks and stuff. Here's the really pressing thing. This is this is what's super important to me about having a mount. They Nick, do not poop. I don't care about that. I mean, actually, oh, I would, hey, oh, I would okay. mind a little Sims angle here. I'd like oh, to have right. feed it. Oh. And, you know. um, Nick, do I have to dismount to pick flowers? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, why what about – so I, for mining, for chopping down trees, I can't do that from Blizzard back. No, no. I guess that's realistic though to be fair. I mean I've never heard of a lumberjack lumberjacking while he's on a horse. No, no. 
Yeah, if you do anything, if you do, you know, when you hit the uh, select key to do anything, it, it immediately dismounts you. Except fighting. You could use the mount abilities, right? Yeah, right. you can do the little fight powers and the weird movement powers that they get, so. So, McMaster, you said you uh, you don't have your mount yet. You did check into the beginning of Path of Fire. What are you yeah. doing instead of playing with Path of Fire? Well, some jackass I know uh, convinced me to play Season 3. <laughs> so that's what, that's what me and said jackass are doing. Now, how did he do that, and is his name Tom Chick? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he uh, uh, he sent me the gems to buy season three. Well, <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> that, that. That is a pretty convincing argument. It's, here, I'm going to spend money on you and guilt you into playing with me. Right. That 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 is always a, a last resort. Yeah. Um, now, to, to be fair though, McMaster, I was. I feel that. like you have been playing a fair amount of. You've been playing more season three. Like, I feel like you're not just humoring me. No, no, I really like it. I I'm, I just thought that was a kind of funny uh, justification. Um, but yes, uh, yeah, no, actually, I really do enjoy it. Um, you know, I, I'll say this. I guess the reason that I was a little hesitant to play again was um, uh, when I started um heart of thorns last time i just didn't get into it you know i tried to play some of the fractals and it just kind of didn't do it for me and i guess i just didn't really understand uh what they were trying to do um and once i kind of had that somewhat explained to me and then and then started seeing what was going on it started to make a lot more sense uh you know instead of dungeons which they do have fractals still which I, like i said i'm not a huge fan of they're okay but eh. um instead of those they have kind of these theme park zones like uh say for instance season three the the first uh episode of season three you spend a lot of time in the blood is it called bloodstone right bloodstone fin or something like that right right because the bloodstone right. blew up in there yep. right right which i don't yeah, that's a big blood rock that exploded. Don't ask me. But anyway, McMaster, uh, if you have any lore questions, direct them to me. I can help you out. Okay. Well, we'll get into that in a moment. Uh, but I, uh, I, uh, but no, it, it, the, the zones are all they're they're like theme parks now in a way. Uh, very um, uh, grim and violent theme parks, mind you. Um, but theme parks nonetheless. You kind of go through these story steps and fight off these different parts and of of the map, you know. You you kind of like retake areas and bolster stuff and you fight all these things. And it, it's like the the rolling uh zone quests, uh but it has a lot more going on to it. Uh they're all specifically built for like one chapter each of these games and uh and they they basically the zones all kind of act as their own dungeons, their own challenges. Um it, it's all almost like a combination to me of like the way the PVP works in that and maybe like Elder Scrolls and games like that and and just the uh, the the events in the world. Now Nick, you did you go through season 3 or did you just skip it to go straight to Path of Fire? I skipped it cuz I'm lame. <gasps> Oh, I thought you were just harder core than me and McMaster. No. Oh, oh, so not. <laughs> well, Nick, I hate to t- I don't hate to tell you this. Um, season three is really good. Uh, it is and, pretty and good. I, I didn't expect this because season two had some cool ideas, and it seemed like they were experimenting with a lot of 
different gameplay aspects using funky movement and jumps and almost like platform gaming kind of stuff. And they played around with this in the context of this airborne, like floating city. And it was kind of cool. And then there was like a story shoehorned onto it that would move you around different parts of the world. Uh, but it was it was just like, hey, here's this these cool things that we're testing, and then we're just going to drag you around in the world for season two. And that was cool, but then Heart of Thorns came out and introduced verticality and all these new tracks of progression and different areas that, that felt completely different from anything else in the game. So when they introduced season three, I kind of thought, well, I've still got so much to do in Path of in heart of thorns that i don't care about season three i'm just going to ignore that and wait until the the new dlc comes out uh so when the new dlc came out i I thought about just jumping straight to that and getting the mount but to reacquaint myself with the controls i thought well i'm just going to start season three just to get used to things and then once i'm used to it i'm just going to jump ahead and go to path of fire I have no desire right now to jump ahead to Path of Fire because season three is six chapters, as McMaster said, of kind of themed theme parks. And each Mm -hmm. chapter is a whole new world with a whole new kind of overworld gimmick um, that ties into – it's kind of loose storytelling, but that ties into this theming for for where you are. And I kind of don't even want to tell you about the specifics because they're really fun to discover. It's really awesome not knowing what's coming up in Chapter 5 and Chapter 6. I was telling McMaster, I love Chapter 3. I cannot wait to go back to Chapter 3 and just spend more time just sort of exploring and getting achievements and, and leveling up masteries there. Uh, but Season 3 has successfully uh, distracted me from Path of Fire completely. Mm. I mean, I, I want to play Season 3, um, and now I have a mount. I know. That's the thing is I see all these people doing <laughs> Season 3 stuff with their mounts. Yeah. I actually – I'm kind of being a little facetious when I say I see people on mounts and think, oh, I wish I had a mount. I actually don't mind. The Guild Wars team, ArenaNet, they're so good at uh, – building the world around pacing, around always giving you something to do. And Bethesda does this too when they build things like Skyrim and Fallout. There's always something over the next rise to do or to see or to advance or to pick up or to collect. Uh, so ArenaNet, I, I like rarely use fast travel. I mean you can use fast travel to get around in the world all you want. You have to use it when you die to go back to one of these little waypoints. But for the most part, I'm walking everywhere, and I have no problem with whatever happens between where I am and my destination, uh, and I don't feel the need to run past that. Yeah, it's only been I, – I think in Guild Wars 2, maybe a handful of times I've ever thought, man, I do not want to walk that way. Right. Um, and it's it's always been kind of a, well, I mean, I'm heading this direction anyway. I might as well just jig off and see what's over here. Right, right. So yeah. it's kind of nice. And the the gliding too, which was introduced in uh, Heart, Heart of Thorns – uh, that just figures in so prominently too. Like it's so much. It's just really gratifying to just get up on a high ridge and s- glide down somewhere instead of walking. It's sort of like the way that Just Cause Two makes gliding and grapple hooking this new kind of movement. And it's just fun going from point A to point B in Just Cause Two. And Avalanche Studios knew that, and they knew that hey, you wouldn't mind getting around places if they just gave you cool different ways of traversal and i presume the mounts eventually feed into that but certainly the gliding in 
uh, Guild Wars 2, the way that they add things like updraft. Uh, apparently, there's I think there's like a grappling hook mastery in Guild Wars 2 that I haven't quite unlocked yet. Uh, but they've they just they've got traversal down along with their world building, and I'm super happy with that. So Nick, you you have uh, have you just dipped into Guild Wars 2 and then stepped away for Original Sin 2, or are you playing both of them? Because those are both huge time sinks. Yeah, I, I so I, I did start uh, Original Sin 2. Uh, popped over to Guild Wars 2 just to get the mount. Um, wound up playing actually a, a day of that that I didn't mean to. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, but, but then pulled myself away to get back to Divinity Original Sin 2. And, uh, McMaster, have you played either of the original Sins? Uh, you know, I played probably an hour or two of the first one. It did not capture me like it did a lot of people. I, I don't know why. Uh, I, it seemed a little janky to me. I don't know. Whoa, the J word. Was it the tone? I Yeah, I don't really remember. Uh, I remember just kind of getting, like, just, I don't know. I didn't make it out of the first village. Well, I, I think a lot, like, the the original selling points, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, Nick, for Divinity Original Sin versus other similar party-based RPGs, it's that turn-based tactical combat, right, with all the environmental interaction. It, very much it's, so in the first it's one. It's not yeah. turn-based, though, is it? It's, I yeah, thought it was isn't all, it? I thought it was no, turn-based. I thought it was, I thought it was pause. No, it's completely turn-based. Yeah, you're thinking of Baldur's Gate. So that, that's why Original Sin ha- has an appeal to like, like war gamer and strategy oh, okay. gamer types like me. Is it is turn-based and it's super, you know, it's it's a tactical RPG. Um, so so Nick, how is Original Sin two working out for you that you're not playing Guild Wars two? Uh, well, it, so far it is terrific. Um, I'm about forty hours in, um, maybe the halfway point. Uh, it is. Pretty much the first game with a ton of improvements, uh, a ton of additions, and the so one of the complaints that some people had, well, quite a few people had, was the the tone of the first game was very um, silly, uh, and I, I I don't mean like just jokey, but a lot of puns, a lot of like goofy situations. I'm imagining a kind of Bard's Tale approach. Uh, maybe not that, <sighs> not that stupid. I yeah, mean, well, I mean, yeah, not, not so, I don't know, not, not so slapsticky, but just, okay. you know, very, that kind of European, very punny, xanthy kind of humor. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Yeah. Like very much so. Right. So that was a big turnoff for a lot of people. That was a huge turnoff. Um, this, this game. Uh, they kind of the the development studio Larian kind of took that to heart and said, okay, we're gonna buckle down and we'll make a game that's not quite as silly. Um, there's a, it, it's still got some comedic bits in it. Uh, it. It's got humor, but it's not that kind of super punny, wink wink, nudge nudge type stuff. Mm-hmm. Was was a uh, was that a factor? Like was that a problem that you had with the first one? Did you mind that humor? No, I didn't mind it at all. I, I, I don't mind that. I'm, I, I'm a dad, so I love dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, there, one of the things that I had seen folks on the forum talking about, uh, there are, I think, three, four difficulty levels you start out with. Uh, it's, it can be a punishing game, right? It, it can be very punishing. It, the, I, I, it, so uh, one of the things that people don't 
uh, some people um, get turned off by pretty quickly is uh, so, so far in both games, you kind of have that kind of intro prologue. It's pretty much on rails. It's, you know, go here, go through this hall, fight this thing, go through the dungeon kind of thing. You get out and you get to a town. Um, and I think, you know, Jason kind of got stuck in the same area. You hit this town and there is almost no guidance. You can go anywhere you want out of this town. But the way they design it is there's really only one path out of the town that won't <laughs> kill you instantly. <laughs> and you have to figure that out. <laughs> and you have to figure that out, right? Like you can you can really wind up uh, a, a couple ways off, you know, a couple miles off in the in the wilderness, and suddenly find yourself in an area where, oh God, I've I, I've completely hemmed myself in, and now I I can't even get back to the safe town because it's just you know everything around me is like five levels above me now, and I've run out of all my supplies and. <laughs> And there's I'm no dying. meaningful like death mechanic. It's a save and reload, right? Like when somebody it's dies, you go back up to a previous save. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's a save and reload. And um, is the difficulty, if I'm not mistaken, you're locked into whatever dif- difficulty you start at. Is that correct? Uh, you can increase the difficulty. Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Why? Now, if I, there's no reason to. Like, there's no return. You don't get a bonus for any treasure experience points or anything like you would in Diablo or something where, where you're raising the difficulty level, right? Uh, I mean, indirectly you do because the some of the encounters will have more uh, enemies. So, uh, so more experience points. More experience, right. more stuff right, will right. drop out of them. Um. I would I would definitely say that even veterans of RPGs would probably want to start on the normal difficulty, right? Um, because it is it, it is really it, it's difficult, and the enemy AI is cracking good at setting up combos and just destroying you. So then describe for folks like who haven't played Original Sin what the turn-based combat is like. It's not like, okay, my warrior walks up, and now he's doing melee attacks, and my archer is standing back shooting, and my cleric is healing everyone. Like, there's more to it than that, right? Uh, Yeah, so one of the pillars of uh, Original Sin 1 and 2 is that uh, there's kind of a combo interaction with the environmental effects um so you've got the normal you know there's fire powers cold based powers uh poison based powers and then you know you've got like weird utility powers and movement based powers etc etc um but you can combine the effects in different ways so one of the basic ones that you get taught right away is you know if you set up a poison cloud or a poison puddle uh, that will damage the enemy. And then further, if you hit that puddle with fire, um, it will explode. Uh, so, you know, one of the one of the quick and easy strategies is throw out the gas grenade, make a giant, you know, foggy cloud of poison. They start taking poison damage and then you throw a fireball in there. And then now they're taking the damage from the fireball and the exploded poison. And they're still taking the, you know, every turn <laughs> the poison based damage and the game's kind of expecting you in terms of the difficulty level to pick up on these tricks and use them against the enemy rather yes. than just stand back and do normal attacks right yeah if you if you definitely if you try to play it like a normal 
like Baldur's Gatey type game where you just, you know, okay, the fighters will engage and tank and then my mage will stand back and blow them up. It's not going to work. They, the NPCs will teleport you, or you, like your mage will get teleported right into the middle of a fire pit. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> they will, they'll, they'll, like, um, so, okay, so one of the combos that the enemy can pull sometimes, or at least it's, it's done to me, is uh, there's a spell that can turn you into a chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, when That's you get polymorph, turned, right? right? Yeah, you get, see? I when know you that's... get turned into a chicken, um, uh-huh. you lose control of the character, and the character, you know, does the running around like a chicken. So just... Burk, 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 and that's it for your turn. It'll do this a couple times, and then you'll come back as whatever your character was. But the combo that they will pull on you regularly is turn you into a chicken, and then they will throw a spell on you uh, called Shackles of Pain that makes you take damage every time you move. Right. Yep. And since you don't have control over your guy... Mandatorily moving and damaging He's mandatorily yourself. running around and taking damage, and because he's a chicken, he doesn't have all his hit points. Um, so you'll die. <laughs> it seems like a, a dick move to do that to a chicken. It's kind of a jerk. Uh... On a related note, I just settled on – in Guild Wars 2, you have uh, miniatures. They're like uh, cosmetic pets, and you can have one follow you around. Uh, these are collectible things. They're part of the crafting. Uh, I just settled on, I think, what miniature I'm going to stick with from now on, and it's a chicken. So I now have a chicken following me around in Guild Wars 2 all the time. If you see someone with a chicken following them in Guild Wars 2, that's probably me, just so you guys know. Is it because you're super jealous of Cade? Oh, a Destiny 2 thing, right. Nathan Fillion's uh, character yeah. has a chicken, right. Uh, I feel like – well, it's my last name. It's my namesake, McMaster. I feel like I'm entitled to uh, have a chicken pet. All right, sure. Yeah, I'll let you yeah. have that one. Sure. Yeah. Screw that Nathan Fillion guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Divinity Original Sin is is the, the tactical combat's a big draw. How is the – uh, overarching like character progression and story. How's all that stuff working out in Original Sin Two? Um, so far, it's working out really well. Um, it's uh, like I said, a little more serious than the first game, a little less whimsical. Um, it, there are some unexpected uh, kind of characterizations that they do with um, like the NPCs and some of the companions you can recruit. No, uh-huh. I actually want to – so you can start up uh, Divinity Original Sin and Original Sin 2, and you can roll your own character, right? Uh, but it's a party-based game, so the other characters can also consist of rolled-up characters, or are they always the pre-built characters? Like, could I have a whole party that just has nothing to do with any of the pre-made characters that Larian has, has added to the game? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you'll miss out, though, on some pretty cool story bits. Because that's what – when I I did start up Original Sin 2, I looked through, through some of the characters. Uh, there's an undead dude, which is kind of cool. It's like a playable undead faction isn't something that you – race isn't something you see very often in RPGs. Like that's in plenty of fantasy strategy games. But I, I, don't, I can't think of many RPGs where you can play an undead guy. Uh, but there's also this like redheaded wizard chick. Who I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. I'll look at her. Her little intro thing reveals that she's got evil 
demon magic like lurking inside of her. It's like, whoa, that looks cool. Uh, so it looks like there's a, a real draw to play these pre-built characters. Like they're right from the get-go, really cool ideas, and you wouldn't want to miss out on that, right? Uh, right, correct, yeah. Now, is that was, what you've done? You, did you roll your own, Nick, or or are you just using the pre-built guys? Uh, I, I rolled my own main character, but I am using the, uh, the pre-built people as companions. And you pick which ones you want, right? Uh, mm, kind of. I don't hey, want to spoil it. Oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, they they all show up in the beginning of the game, and you you kind of go through that period of yeah, you know, like many RPGs, you do that. Yeah, let me try you out for a little bit. Let me try you out for a little bit. Ah, uh, right. Give them a little test, a trial right. run. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then very quickly, uh, there comes a time when okay, make up your mind because this is it. <laughs> ah, well, now so if we were then to compare. The NPCs in Divinity Original Sin and Guild Wars, do these playable characters who you meet at the beginning of the game, they qualify as NPCs? Is that what you're about to roll out on me? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. McMaster, we need your help on this. I am going to go to bat for Guild Wars 2's NPCs. Nick is going to bring out NPCs from Divinity Original Sin 2. I didn't realize that those cool playable characters were going to be eligible. That's kind of dirty pool. It is a little dirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so we're going to have an NPC off. Uh, McMaster, are you ready to arbitrate on this? Yeah. Both of you take your pants off. Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 No, 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 McMaster. That's not. We're doing it first to three wins. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Nick, start us off. Give me a cool NPC or give McMaster a cool NPC from Divinity Original Sin 2. All right, uh, I will start with uh, I will start with the fan favorite uh, that was uh, kind of used in a lot of the promotional material for the game. Uh, so his name is Fane. He is an undead sorcerer. So in this world, sorcerer is kind of a pun. Uh, it's spelled S O U. R C E R. You know, honestly, uh, just to bust in there real quick, that's a Terry Pratchett ripoff. Yes, yes, okay. it is. <laughs> just, just wanted to point that out. Go ahead. Uh, so, uh, so he is undead. He is a skeleton, which means, and this is where he gets really cool. Um, he always has a lockpick because his finger is a skeleton mm. key. Uh ha uh-huh. ha. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> and <laughs> because he is undead, if you walk around uh just normally without a helmet or whatever, and if people see you, they will run in a, run away in a panic or attack uh your your friend immediately. Uh because he's just walking around open skeleton. Hey, look at me, guys. Uh so there is a quest early on where you can get him a mask that allows <laughs> him to change his face into any one of the NPC races. So he can be a lizard or a human or an elf or a dwarf. And do they have a cute little pun to explain this power? Mm, no, but the, huh. but, but the mechanism by which it happens is uh, he uses something called a face ripper. To ah. tear off the faces of defeated enemies and then wear them. So that's a George R. R. Martin ripoff. 
All right. Well, let's see. Let me see what I can do against that. So you have uh, a, a skeleton who has puns that are st- and ideas that are stolen from other fantasy authors. McMaster, check this out. Uh-oh. You can't be an undead character in Guild Wars. However, in Guild Wars, they have something called the Mists, and that's where fractals take place. And the Mists is kind of like heaven. It's where you go when you die. Uh, Guild Wars has this race of hulking cat people. They're not like these little smooth, furry zinti like in Wing Commander that you might want to pet. And, you know, they're not they don't have cute names like Hobbs. Uh, These are super badass giant cats that will just kick your ass. Uh, And one of the giant cats in Guild Wars, a dude named Ritlock, uh, he at one point in the story, he goes missing and you don't know what happened to him. And he's gone. And you're like, oh, well, I guess it's like when your cat leaves and never comes back. It's like, oh, well, I guess I lost my cat. But Ritlock comes back after having had an, uh, a post-life undeath experience in the mists that he never talks about. Furthermore, he has brought back an elite specialization called Reaper for necromancers. Like it was how ArenaNet added a new class onto each character's uh, class, basically a new subclass. So this cat goes off into the undead world, and he comes back with a new class, and he's now perpetually wearing a blindfold. He's like he's like a Zadoichi. He's like an, a blind samurai guy. I thought it was a revenant. What did I say? Reaper. Reaper, right? Revenant. It's whatever you get. I McMaster, I haven't finished my uh, class specialization mastery yet on whatever, my answer. Whatever. So. <laughs> you know, it's no, whatever. Re- whatever. It's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Just make it up. It's fine. Um. Oh wow. So uh, this one's kind of tough because uh, a I like Ritlock. Uh, he's a pretty cool character. Uh, but I also like the idea of, uh, the skeleton key. That amuses me. And, of course, the face ripper. Um, but to be fair, I have to go with Ritlock. I'm a cat person. Yeah. Ah, right. See, McMaster, you don't want to hate on cats. Exactly. Uh, It's not fair. I know. I know. But Ritlock's a pretty good character. However, man, face ripper and skeleton key, you do make me kind of actually want to play that game. I, I don't remember why I didn't, like, the original divinity right now maybe i just a bunch of crap came out i think at the same time well i think i think with an rpg you can't like you really have to throw yourself in and invest in it and get past that opening town hub every rpg does this you do the opening dungeon to get used to the mechanics then you go to the town hub and you have to talk to like 20 different npcs and get your quests and gear up it's almost like playing a final fantasy game in that there is a pre-game like three or four hour tax that you have to pay before you really appreciate the gameplay. I think. You know, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, Nick, I don't think I ever figured out how to get out of the town. Like, I, <laughs> well, I mean, because I remember, like, I kept trying to leave and I would just get annihilated. Right. Uh, so don't go through that door. Try it. Yeah, you're going the wrong direction. Yeah, I, I went a lot of directions. Man. All right, like this wasn't just. Uh, you know, you, you're like, I, I, I really could not figure out what the hell was going on. Uh, and so I was like, you know what? I, I have other games where I know what's going on, and uh, I'm going to go play one of those. Uh, well, yeah, actually, it, it's yeah. not even like a, a lack of, of hand-holding. It's, I mean, it really is kind of a lack of direction uh, yeah. in, in any way. I mean, it, the first game really did that, oh, you want to go north? Go ahead and go north. Oh, yeah. too bad for you, dragon. <laughs> 
Which, you know what, I'm usually a huge fan of that kind of thing, but you usually also understand the boundaries, like uh, Fallout, for instance, uh, you know, the originals, right. would do stuff like that. Or uh, New Vegas, uh, it certainly had a uh, gated way that it kind of corralled you. Like, from the first settlement, you can technically go straight north to Vegas, but you have to go through a bunch of death claws and stuff like that, and you're level one. So it's not a great thing to try. I mean, people have done it. You obviously can. But, um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. And I guess I just kind of, I don't know. But uh, I, I did like how everything uh, interacted. Uh, I always thought that was fascinating. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead with the... the, the... <laughs> well, Max, here, here's, uh, here's someone in Guild Wars 2 that you might have met. I don't know if you've met our uh, one of the... I guess she's like the queen of all of Guild Wars. That, Guild Wars... Is it Tyria? What's the world of Guild Wars called? I don't know. Yeah, uh, Tyria, isn't it? Okay, so I think the queen of Tyria is this chick named Queen Jenna. I think she's Ooh. the boss of all of it. I'm not sure. Uh, she's uh, a lot of the, the chicks in Guild Wars two kind of have this consistent like lingerie model look, and they give you plenty of opportunities to play dress up your dolly and look like a pretty little frilly princess or whatever. It's a little silly, but Queen Jenna is in that category, but she is super badass, and specifically in season three, there's a point where she does – so we've all seen Donald Trump trying to interact with, the con- with Congress in the United States. He's terrible at it. He can't deal with them. He doesn't know how to finesse it. He doesn't know politics. There's a point in season three where Queen Jenna dresses down all of her ministers, which I guess is kind of like Congress for a queen. I don't, I don't really know the structure there. But she dresses them down for supporting a really old religion. And I, I just imagine Donald – not even Donald Trump. Imagine a president dressing down Republicans for kowtowing to fundamentalist Christians. So Queen Jenna, she comes out, and she does this to all these ministers. She's like, you guys, I'm not having any more of that. No. No. And she, like, swats him on the nose with a rolled-up newspaper, figuratively, not literally. Uh, Then this old religion attacks her city, like lays siege to it. And what does she do? She magically protects it under a pink dome of inviolable magic. And then she shoots pink magic at bad guys while you fight alongside her. So she's not just a politician. She's a magician. She's a social progressive, and uh, she's super high level. So there you go, Queen Jenna. Nick, what do you got to uh, put up against Queen Jenna from uh, Original Sin 2? I mean, okay, that's, that's, that's cool and all because, you know – who who doesn't want a fantasy queen that basically uses the same power as Bella from the Twilight books? Right? Bella doesn't shoot pink magic. Oh, she, she she uses a protective dome of love. Ew. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you know there is a love uh, subplot with Queen Jenna yeah. and the guy named Logan. So maybe there is some love. There could be love involved in the pink dome. I'm not positive there isn't. So you might have me there. Go on. So lame. <laughs> so. Uh, I'm gonna go completely opposite then from uh, your your Queen Jenna. Mm-hmm. So Sibel uh, is a uh, an elf NPC that you can recruit into your party. Um, she is a former slave, uh, and in this world, 
uh, all the slave masters are pretty much the lizard race. So she is super bigoted against the lizards. Um, she is murderous. Um, she's a little unhinged. Uh, and she is a sebopath. Which that? means yeah. she can eat the body parts of people and then see their memories and sometimes gain their powers. And... And this is kind of the thing with – and this is why I don't feel bad about using these origin characters as my NPC ammunition in this contest. If you disagree with Sibel enough uh, – and, of course, this is something that has come from a long tradition of this Baldur's Gate-type uh, role-playing game, where if you disagree with a companion enough and make them angry, they will leave your party. Um, Sibel – will attack you and kill everyone in your party and game over if that's how far she decides to take it. Yikes. All right. McMaster, what do you think of those? Well, okay. So, I mean, this one's kind of easy for me because, you know, uh, I, I don't I don't like royalty very much. So no gods or kings or lizard uh, men, only man for me. Wow. I think it's this one. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. All right. Fine. All right. Well, Nick, what? Uh, what? Give us another one then. Can't believe okay. you didn't vote for. You don't support Queen Jenna. I'm going to tell her. By the way. Well, yeah. No gods, no masters, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> um. Okay. I'm going to shift gears. Uh, my next one is the fire slug. Uh, in the second cave of the game, Divinity Original Sin Two. Wait, what? Yeah, McMaster, don't let him get away with this. That's we go. wildly specific. Okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> here we go. It's an NPC. I gotta. Okay, well, I'll so, hear. I'll hear it. We'll see. So here we go. This is a fairly early encounter. Uh, you can go into a secret cave, um, and you will find fire slugs roaming back and forth. About uh, four or five of them. Uh, they are exactly what they sound like. Giant slugs that just leave trails of volcanic fire wherever they go. Uh, the cave has a, vol- uh, a pool of lava. It's, you know, the typical fiery kind of environment. Sure. Um, you walk into the cave, you see the fire slugs, and it, you attack or they attack you, and you have that kind of combat encounter. Um, it's kind of an introductory encounter to how the fire sort of the the pyro uh, pyromancy system works uh, you know you get the fire trails all over the battlefield and it, it rolls out kind of um uh, almost cliche honestly it's 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 there it's a tutorial battle you're fine you move on you defeat them you raid their bodies you you go through the cave you're fine however the whole encounter turns if you have a character in your party that has the skill Pet Pal. <laughs> Pet Pal is the skill that allows you to communicate with animals. And if you walk into the cave with Pet Pal, you can actually talk to the fire slugs. And what follows is a very civil conversation <laughs> about the hierarchy of the fire slug community. 
there's a little bit of personal tragedy. Uh, and it turns out that uh, one of the fire slugs is not who they say they are. And you can actually negotiate your way out of the fire slug encounter uh, with nothing more than a couple of rewards, a letter that basically tells you what happened with the fire slug and also gives you a few advantages later on in the game, uh, and uh, a lifelong friend. Wow, all right, a fire slug. Let me see what I got against that. (laughs) McMaster, uh, I want you to imagine Tiny Tina from Borderlands, and I now want you to cross her with Doc Brown from Back to the Future. And now I want you to imagine this new character is a sassy little Asura. Those are the little gnome-like creatures with big ears uh, in Guild Wars who rides around on a big old mechanical golem uh, named Scruffy. McMaster, I've just described to you Tammy, one of the main narrators uh, who progresses the plot in Guild Wars 2. So a fire slug or Tammy? Oh, let me think. Jeez. Uh, it's like, it's... <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have to go with the fire slug because of it. it's so novel. Mm-hmm. But I, I do like Tammy. Well, apparently not much. Not mm-hmm. much, but you're right. But, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I mean, that, how do you beat that? All right, I'm putting McMaster down as anti-Queen Jenna and anti-Tamey. But pro-fire slug. Pro-fire slug. Tamey, like it rhymes with tiny, and she is tiny. See, there's a pun for you that you missed out. Not even a pun, I guess. It's a rhyme. Is a rhyme a pun? Semi-rhyme? No, I don't think a rhyme's a pun, no. I don't think that's how that works. McMaster, here you go. Uh, In Guild Wars 2... Hmm. 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 All right, if you go to this one area uh, in the, the snow giant starting area, uh, you meet a guy who's making uh, Doliac jerky. Doliac is the big old donkey, buffalo, beasts of burden there. Uh, yeah. And he's making jerky, and he's got – he's a single dad, and he's got these three kids running around. And at one point, his daughter uh, – I wrote down her name uh, – Signy. She's like, Dad, there's a bug outside. Can I use your sword to kill the bug? And her dad, he's like, well, yeah, sure. Go ahead. So she goes out and she kills the bug. And then she comes back and she's like, oh, I got to play with the sword. Now I'm going to play with the battle axe. And she's swinging the battle axe around indoors, and she breaks her dad's uh, ram trophy. He also is a hunter. And you then have to go on a quest with – one of the the Doliac jerky maker's children to get a ram head to replace the one that Signy destroyed. So this cute little bratty Norn girl, Signy, uh, and she'll later, by the way, summon a bear attack on the town on the on this little uh, homestead. Uh, so Signy, super troublemaker, precocious child, uh, really cute, and she helps you get XP by making quests happen. Hmm. All right. What have you got, Nick? Let's hear it. Mm. Oh, damn it. Bear attack. Um, and it's, it's bears everywhere. It's not just one bear. Like they're messing around with a honey with, with like honey oh, that attracts on. bears. So that the whole homestead, it's like a bear siege. There's like, like, like the, 20 uh, bears. 
Yeah. Jeez. It's like an army of bears, Nick, and this girl create, you know, you have to do this little quest chain with her though. Uh and if you do, you're fighting an army of bears. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't okay. Oh, jeez. Bear attack. All right. All right. Uh well let's uh I will go with beast then. Um that's not a bear attack, but it's as close as I can get. Uh, Beast is a dwarf. Um, he is a battle mage. Uh, he's, of course, short, has a beard, uh, is gruff. Uh, all the cliches that you would expect from a dwarf. However, uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 twists that by making him a high seas pirate. Oh. So the Beast... Uh, uh, looks like a dwarf, talks like a dwarf, uh, but then uh, mixes up his dialogue with uh, all the yars and piratey jargon uh, you could ever want. And his personal story is that he is trying to kill the queen of the dwarves, uh, which, you know, implies that I guess there's hot female dwarves uh and he wants to do it uh in a piratey way um and i don't want to spoil exactly how but i will Mm -hmm. say that uh it's not the way a landlubber would do it Hmm. well yeah make of that what you will mcmaster yeah like uh that's tough uh, this is a tough choice. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is tough. Uh, I guess at the end of the day, I'm 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 gonna end up going with a little girl that smashes stuff with swords because it sounds awesome. And there's a bear attack, but a piratey dwarf is pretty fantastic. I have a question. Would a can like can Gimli swim? Ooh, swim like our dwarves? How did don't there aren't their legs and arms too short to swim? It seems like a pirate is a terrible career choice for a dwarf. I mean, you can toss a dwarf. It's just yeah. I mean, they're they're being airborne is different uh, though. Can, like when they're in the can water, you man. skip them? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I will say there are no dwarves in Guild Wars 2 because they all went extinct. See, and that's kind of a huge problem for me because the dwarves are my favorite always. Well, McMaster, you're going to be – you're in for a delight in uh, in Chapter 2, I'll just say. Oh, no, I watched your stream. I'm, I, uh, I, rem- I remember seeing that and going, oh, that's pretty awesome. It's still yeah. a bummer that I can't play one. Right. So I guess we have kind of a tiebreaker here. That's- all right. Here you go, McMaster. I- oh, am I starting or is Nick? Um, uh, you won the last one, so I guess you, Nick, you start. You did. Okay, I'll start. Ready for this? Go. A level eighty necromancer named Miss Death Chick. Oh Jesus. Who kind of looks like Sarah Palin, but not that much, and oh. she's wearing all black. And uh, what else? She's got like a some, scepter. Some Nick and a... wins this one as well. <laughs> <laughs> Like you're just like what? You just tanking this one? <laughs> Come on, she's awesome. She like is she knows spells and stuff, and she can attack. Oh wow! Uh, and uh, what else? She's got a chicken that follows her around, McMaster. A chicken. Oh uh, 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 well. What is it with? 
even uh, chicken. That, that's like your. That's like a double threat for you too. It's like Sarah Palin and a chicken. Oh, uh, let me let me picture that for a little while. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm Sarah little, Palin down I'm home. Slight, with farm. I'm slightly sickened now. So so go on, Nick. <laughs> All right, yeah, Nick. It's a gimme. Who would you have had to? If yeah. it's actually been a contest, who would you have rolled out? <laughs> Did you have one? Uh, uh, yeah. You know what? I'll. I'll <laughs> I'll go with uh, I'll go with uh, black cat. Black cat. Black cat. Black cat is a literal black cat that you pick up uh, right in the opening area of the game, and uh, if you do things correctly, black cat can become your friend and accompany you throughout the rest of the game as your little buddy. Oh, you know that. That would have won anyway. Does he, <laughs> does he do anything? Or nope. is he useless like He's my just chicken? just a little pet. Okay. Just a little That's... pet. Just a little fun little guy that will follow you around. One of the main reasons that I've got a chicken in Guild Wars 2 is to get something simple like a little black cat. It's like super – you have to pay a bunch of like real-world money or – like I guess because everybody would be running around with a black cat. But it's super difficult to get a black cat, so I just settled on a chicken. Yeah, the the one thing I like I I've got a bunch of I guess free ones or whatever that throughout or I, I guess they're not free I guess they came with whatever packages I bought to get you know Heart of Thorns and then Path and of you'll Fire. also accumulate them like there are um, quest rewards and yeah. stuff you'll you'll, you'll yeah. look at you'll just run into a bunch of miniatures like, a lot of them are just like stupid miniature versions of the people oh you say a lot of them Nick every single. <laughs> <laughs> Every single character model in Guild Wars, because it's apparently a huge trading commodity or oh, whatever, yeah. a collecting right. commodity. Every single character, even Nick, um, it's sort of like with Star Wars figures. You would buy a Luke, you would buy the Hoth Luke, right. you would buy the X-wing pilot Luke. <laughs> it's the same with Guild Wars Two miniatures. Nice. It's like here's Kaith, here's Kaith wounded, here's Kaith oh, in his battle gear, here's Kaith as a low-level uh, Sylvan. It, it's ridiculous. The, and, the, oh, yeah, and it's super silly. Like they, They're like knee-high, and they just yeah. run around with you, and you're like, what is the little miniature Queen Jenna doing? It's, it's really like it's like Chucky or something. It's like, why oh, do you have dude. a tiny it's, character following you around doing nothing? Yeah. It's totally um, Blade Runner. Ah, these are my toys. I made them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) The Daryl, his other brother, Daryl. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's definitely uh, a completionist thing that they've added to Guild Wars 2 that, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm fine with just my chicken. So, unfortunately, (laughs) see, and that's what I was going to say. All I have are those little character dudes. Like I, I don't have any of the normal little monsters. Otherwise, that's what I would run around with. So to get I, the fun I ones, never, I never run around with the pet because yeah, otherwise to get the I fun ones, be. you kind of have to track them down and say, okay, I want this one, and you buy it, and you yeah. Know, so, all right, so uh, Divinity Original Sin Two wins the NPC and Woo-hoo! PC contest. In case you guys couldn't tell. My last submission was my, my character. That might not have been obvious to people listening. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and show my hand now. Yeah, yeah uh, to anyone that's ever curious, if you see someone named something Chick in the right. game, it's quite possible that it's Tom. 
Because I think I mean I I play with like like McMaster. You at some point were online in Guild Wars two, and you were asking to join the party. And I was like, who is this random guy? Because your your guy's name is like uh, Bill Paxton the second or something like that. I don't know <laughs> yeah. that's you. It's I have Bill no Paxton. idea that that's you. So I would been I'd been like chatting with you for a while, I think, and you were finally like, this is McMaster, and I was like, oh. So I don't want to subject anyone else to that. So I always put my last name in my character name. Uh, which, by the way, now I feel like a total doofus because every now and then you run into someone in Guild Wars 2 who has a really dumb name, and it kind of takes you out of the game. I, I'm grateful when I run into someone in Guild Wars 2 who's playing like someone with a cool, earnest – like this could be a, a, a legitimate in-fiction, like RPing character name. And then I'm running around being Miss Death Chick. Like, that's so dumb. So I apologize if I've impacted anyone's immersion with my character name. You know, it's hurtful that Bill Paxton do you think is a bad name. <laughs> well, I... But, you know, hey, I means? made it before he died, too. Okay, well, good. It's, it's long it, as it's well, you know why I did that was because when I played the original Guild Wars, I, I tried... All of my regular kind of character names, and none of them were going. I, and everything I random was stupid, so I was like, "I'm going to try Bill Paxton," and that didn't work either. So I was like, "God!" So I just typed Deuce in as well, and so I figured it would, you know, uh, it's a tradition. Well, now I know, Nick. What's your most embarrassing uh, in-game <laughs> well, character name? I was going to oh, say whenever, whenever I fire up a uh, a fantasy MMO, mm-hmm. I like to play a game with myself where I try to figure out, okay. Brand new fantasy MMO. How long will it take before I run into a drizzt? Oh, D R I Z Z T. Oh yeah, yep. yeah, right. <laughs> how uh, long will it take? Isn't know, that I, my? It's almost my start to crate. <laughs> so, you know what my favorite was was when I played Team Fortress, the original Team Fortress, and uh, the original Counter Strike. It was around Ooh. the time that Saving Private Ryan was out. So I always did the old uh, account until you have a private Jackson, the sniper guy, because there was like uh, always like two or three of them for some reason. Yeah, that was Barry Pepper's character's name. Yeah, yeah, it was like yeah, Private Jackson. So there was like a million Private Jacksons. You know, if uh, he had been Private Pepper, it would have been so much cooler. Sergeant Private Pepper. Oh, see, you guys say pe- – here's – once again, I'm going to try for some nerd cred. When oh. you said that, I was thinking of Iron Man's girlfriend. Pepper Potts? Yeah, Pepper. See, Pepper. Is that, did I earn comic book cred with that or no? Uh, sure. No, okay. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll take it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we go, I want to talk about things we're not playing. Uh, <laughs> there's a game called Project Cars, which is – uh, I think they're called Slightly Mad. That's the name of the developer. And they did one of my favorite Need for Speeds uh, back before Need for Speed just became a Fast and Furious joke, which is what it is these days. There was a really cool set of Need for Speed games called Shift. There was Shift 1 and Shift 2. Slightly Mad, I believe, was the developer on these. I loved those games. They were they had great progression, really uh, crunchy, semi-realistic driving models, uh, really gratifying cartooning. Um, so I love those games. They've since been doing a series called Project Cars. The first Project Cars came out. Didn't really work for me for reasons that I will now explain. The second Project Cars also doesn't work for me. When you start a Project Cars game, you can jump ahead and just get a real car, but I always feel that in a driving game, you want to start 
easy. Like you don't just jump into a supercar right from the get-go because those will yeah. get away from you. You know, you start with your Ford Escort or whatever the game wants to start you in. Project Cars always wants to start me, and I made the mistake in Project Cars 2 of letting it do this. It wants to start me in a cart. K-A-R, a little go-kart. Mm. But it's a super it's a super slidey like go and you're a regular sized dude. It's not like a Mario thing. You're a dude sitting in a super speed, like souped up go kart that slides all over the place that has no meaningful traction. And I'm like, oh, this is it's so aggravating trying to win races in a dumb cart. So I haven't gotten past that part in Project Cars too. Awful. I just decided <laughs> to uninstall and uh, move on. Yeah. So, uh, McMaster, you are. Are you are or are not playing Warhammer 2? I am. (laughs) But you can't be the orcs and the dwarfs and the vampire counts anymore. Why are you playing that? Because I can be the scavens. The (laughs) scavens. I love the scavens. So those are – that's the mouse race, right? Well, rats, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, that sounds very unassuming when you call them mice. But yes, uh, that's the rat race, and then there's lizard men. This one, then there's dark elves and high elves, and they have to play alone. They can't play with empire or orcs or dwarves, right? At this moment, right? They're releasing within the next two weeks or so the free DLC that combines uh, all the races of the first game. And, the and did everyone? Did everyone but me know this about Warhammer Two? Like, because I, I I started up Warhammer Two. I was like, I don't want I I want to play against these races. I don't want to be any of them. To be fair, no, I did not either. Because uh, I guess some time back it kind of rubbed off on me a few years ago, where I if I want something, I just like the, I, I do the I have the Tom Chick method nowadays. I just don't really pay attention to it until it's here because I don't. What's the point? <laughs> if I can't, you know, have it. So, uh, yeah, I didn't really pay attention to it too. So, like, uh, when I loaded it up, I was like, "Where the hell are all the other races?" Yeah, exactly. I was like, "I don't want any of these four. Yeah, where do I where do I go to next page?" Like, well, yeah. I was I was totally like, "Yeah, no, I totally want to play the Skaven, but you know, I also am a fan of uh, you know the dwarves and stuff like that." So, it's um, kind of. I mean, I understand what they're doing because they make super uh they handcraft a campaign map and it's based on lore and stuff it's not just like randomly rolling up a map uh and they're concerned about the balance of stuff like who's next to whom uh so all this stuff is a super handcrafted campaign and there's going to be a larger one later but warhammer 2 is just a campaign with just these four new races which again i understand that but it seems weird to me like it's like what if blizzard made StarCraft with Terran and Zerg, and then in StarCraft 2, they introduce the Protoss, but you can only play the Protoss. You don't get the Terrans and the Zergs. You have to play only Protoss, and then later they fold them in. And to be actually, that is kind of how that StarCraft. is precisely what StarCraft 2 did. So I was that's a good point. That, but and I'm not a fan of that like either. Just like if Blizzard did what Blizzard did. Like yeah. <laughs> and that's I, I guess. I didn't like that. I did not like that either, honestly. Uh, I thought it was kind of bizarre. Um, but it is that you're right, McGuster. It's the same thing because they handcraft a campaign with its own yeah. kind of progression and army building for that race. Uh, but you can always go back into skirmish and play with all of the races. The difference being for me with Total War Warhammer, 
I want the total war. I don't want to just play skirmishes. I go to a total war game to play the campaign. So right. I'm a little disappointed that I can't play the campaign with everyone yet. I mean, I know that. Right. Um, and I know that, you know, it's uh, they, they've made some changes to the campaign that are really interesting that I like so far. Uh, it's kind of not. Uh, well, it is similar to the first one in a way in that. You know, each of the races has kind of like a very different mechanic going on for them. Um, so I started off by doing a lizard men kind of easy game just to do, you know, just to mess around with it. And um, the lizard men, they have this re- this big research thing where they're going to ruins and uh, – kind of uh, freeing them and taking these ancient tablets and they're preparing like for the end of the world or something like that uh, and so and they're like the gatekeepers against these evils and uh, so you're trying to like kind of connect all these cities that are like ley lines that give you power and that's kind of interesting uh, I didn't expect that um, creative assembly is really good at adding at creating these asymmetrical feeling factions that's what i love about oh uh, yeah total war yeah and you know that's what like i really liked about the first uh total war warhammer and what i love so much about the dwarves is that they have the you know the highways the underground highways that's like one of the coolest things um i feel like underground highway is uh is a um what's the word for two words that can't go together oh yeah well yeah I hear you. Um, hey, what is that word? Like military intelligence? Oxymoron. So, uh, oxymoron. Oxymoron. Thank you. Yeah. Underground highways and oxymoron. Um, but like, uh, so the Skaven uh, in this one, I think this is pretty fascinating. Their their campaign mechanic is they have to have tons of food because rats like to eat all the time, and that's what they do. They they have just you you have to manage the amount of food for your armies, like just big heaps of food, and um. But during the battles, like, my commander can make, like, Skaven units burst out of the ground. I mean, they're temporary units. They they eventually run out. But you can have them just kind of, like, burst out of the ground. And when they run out, they'll, they'll like, tunnel again. Uh, but, yeah, he can cast, like, several units like that. And uh, they have just a bunch of, uh, well, I mean, the Skaven have awesome stuff, like the Plague Bearers and everything and all that. But, um... Uh, they, it it's it plays similar to the first campaign, but uh, the the mechanics are are really interesting. What they've done, uh, I think they've added a bunch of stuff. Uh, I haven't seen a lot because I didn't read a lot about it. But I read something about storms and stuff like that that they've added. Uh, all sorts of different events. Um, you know, on the forum, somebody wrote up uh, a, a something that's really crazy, a, a really interesting. Uh, earlier, like it was like their their thoughts on it so far, and they were talking about how the elves have uh, uh, Scott Lufkin, I believe. Uh, the elves have a, uh, a mechanic called intrigue that they use to change people's minds and to kind of like make factions fight against each other and stuff. And you build intrigue up, and then you can spend it like a resource with this kind of choose your own adventure or like Crusader Kings kind of options, you know. Uh, so well, it, it's things like that. I'll get in there as soon as I can bring the vampire counts and the dwarfs and the orcs uh, with me. Yeah, you know, I I honestly think the map's really cool this time too because it's not a continuous landmass; it's actually a uh, a big uh, group of islands. It's an so archipelago. To, 
Right, sure, and you have to, uh, so you have to manage your fleets and ports and things like that as well. Right. So it's kind of kind of cool. Well, I thought you were. I thought you were going to say you weren't playing either because you're 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 sitting off to the side sulking like I am. But I guess I'm the only one there. So. Well, I mean, like, you have to understand. I really like this game, and so I, I've been waiting for that, you know. And um, I will say. The Dark Elves and the Lizard Men are pretty cool because, you know, they're going to have access to, like, the Cold One Riders and stuff like that. Uh, high Elves have pretty cool stuff, too, but it's not as cool as, like, the Dark Elves or the Skate. Did you just say Cold One Riders? Yeah, the Cold Ones are called. Are, are they, they... <laughs> That's what you call a beer, McMaster. Oh, my God. A beer is a Cold One. A Cold One Rider is a guy drinking a beer on horseback. Well, they're or really, really. A... a giant beer. They're really effective. I don't know what you call it, but they kill everybody. Uh, no, they're uh, mounted units. Uh, Nick, before we go, what's something that you're not playing that you tried and you're like, no, I don't think so? Ooh, um, I – yeah, actually, I uh, was just trying a little bit of the beta for Call of Duty World War II. Ooh, super excited about that, aren't you? Uh, okay, I guess. <laughs> Come on, it's back to World War II. It's, it's the classic. It's, ba- it's back to back to being on the ground. Back yeah, to, you back get to an M1, M1 Garand, and woo. Yeah. Shoot a bazooka. You got to shoot a bazooka at a tank, Nick. I, oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's Germans. The, yes. Yes, there are Germans. Yes. <laughs> I love Germans. That, um, that piece of pie that uh, that that first-person shooter pie that I think Activision has been feasting on with Call of Duty, that's just been getting shared more and more. It seems. I, yeah, I, I can't and, imagine there's and much better by other people at this point. Yeah, uh, it's it's, it's like, so uh, it's so hard going back to Call of Duty after you know after games like Titanfall two or even Overwatch or yeah. Battlefield one. Or it's player just, unknown. Yeah. Player unknown. Yeah. Honestly, even wow, player it. unknown. Yeah. I mean, honest to God, player unknown is a machine, and I love the game, but I understand why it it's not for everybody. I, I think, honest to God, I think the trick about player unknown, and uh, we had an article about this on Winnable, is uh, it's super watchable. It is like the most watchable game. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's I so would easy to watch. Uh, it, like, it, it is a perfect streaming game. Yeah. What is uh What is the new Call of Duty bringing to the table besides World War Two? Like, what did, what what are they showing off in the beta? Uh, well, I mean, the beta is just the multiplayer. Um, okay. So it's, uh, I mean, it's Call of Duty. <laughs> I, I I don't know what else to say. <laughs> uh, does it have kill streaks? Uh, no. No, come on! I was kidding. Really? No. Nope, no, they got rid yes, of the kill it does. It, no, no, you call in artillery and uh, you get a, a radar coverage and whatnot. Yeah, but but they're done with a different system now. They're not done at all like kill streaks. They're it's more like a uh, a, a point unlocking system, uh, and it has to go through the commander of the team. It's, what? Yeah, <laughs> it, I mean it's it's fine. So it's like it's a fine. battlefield ripoff. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's sort of a Battlefield ripoff if it was, you know, much smaller maps and less smooth and just 
kind of boring. Well, I guess to its credit, though, it it will probably be the definitive World War II shooter out this fall. Yes. Yep. Sure. Yep. So give it that. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will absolutely give it that. I will absolutely. I mean, until that. Epic puts uh, World War II in Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I have some bad joke. All right. Well, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, come on back next week. Um, I think we'll be talking some Pinball FX3. McMaster, is your wife, because I believe she was one of my nemeses on Pinball FX2, <laughs> is she playing 3? Please tell me no. I have not told her about it yet. I don't. That, that gives me a little leverage. Uh, with yeah, exactly. Don't say anything for several months. Let me enjoy some time without her high scores messing up the leaderboards. Just let's keep it between us, okay? All right. All right. I, I, you know, I can't lie to her too long i can't not mention it for too long so i have given you some time though okay i've thought about it and i was like she's just gonna tear it up if i tell her i'll take uh, what i can get <laughs> yeah so yeah so all right well thanks everyone for listening we'll see you next week uh and everyone we'll talk to you then cheers i put a spell on you Because you're mine.